What's going on? Welcome to Totally Blitz Podcast. We're about to talk some motherfucking USC Vegas 81 recap. As always, go down, like, and subscribe. Comment your thoughts on the card. Comment on any bets you cashed in. I hope you tailed mine because it was a great weekend for me. But as always, I'm Paul Pickle, one Contra, one half of Totally Blitz, and I'm with. Hey, man, and I'm like one, like, 15th. If Paul's one half, I'm like one 15th of Totally Blitz. But I'm in this bitch with motherfucking your favorite, Miss Mia Bella. And it's your boy, Kev, Waterboy Support, a.k.a. the Street Fighter Enthusiast. And we out here vibing. Pet Wool, man. It's a solid fight night. It's a sock. I'm just saying. I'm just throwing this out there. We were screaming Sean Strickland. He made the, the Apex great again. Sean Strickland is now a middleweight champ. Apex cards have been pretty decent. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. That is true. It's, I mean, correlation, causation, no relation. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying. I'm just throwing that out there. But UFC Vegas 51 was straight. Oh, not 51. 81 was straight. I mean, um, the main event was like a test of will. I think this is this is when people be like, yo, like, I'm just, I just told myself I was tougher than the guy. And I made, and I was willing to die about it. Like, this is that. Edson Barbosa came with that type of mentality. Motherfucking, what was your favorite part, fight on the card? Favorite fight on the card? Um, It'd probably have to be, I mean, Terrence McKinney getting the 22nd KO was fun. Um, but honestly, probably the Jonathan Martinez KO over Adrian Yanez. Um, it was like a pick of money line. I took Martinez. I cashed it. But he's just showing, like, he's such a well-rounded fighter. Like, the fact that he his leg kicks are so devastating. Him, it's like him and Cub Swanson are the only two in UFC history to now have two KOs due to leg kicks. So Jonathan, yeah, that's just crazy. Yeah, Martinez's leg kicks are super duper like painful to the point where like he got the KO because of the leg kicks, and he we didn't have to see him wrestle even though we know he got wrestling in his back pocket and he was. I, like even though the stats will tell you that Giannis threw, uh, was landing more head strikes and body shots, it was like Martinez controlled this whole fight just off the leg kicks alone. Getting into the clinch, working them. Like Martinez is showing, like he he was supposed to have a top uh, number next to his name. After his fight, he definitely put Will. Yeah, Whew, I had to get that one out. I'm not gonna lie to you, guys. I thought he broke his shit. Like that shit was crazy. They just dropped him like that. Multiple times, too. It was like the second knockdown by leg kick was the one that really did it. No, nah, that shit is crazy. Like, kicks, leg, yeah, knocked out with leg kick probably had to be some of the most painful shit you could do. But what card, what fight do you want to talk first, man? There was a couple of hitters on you now. Oh, I mean, Terrence McKinney opened it up. Chris Gutierrez, a, a, a low key bantamweight that does, he makes noise, but like he got the Namus decision win. Honestly, we could start wherever. I said, let's talk to Anthony Kenny. Two fights in a row. Kid picking up steam, knocking motherfuckers out. I thought this was a prelim fight, but it was actually an open to main card. I was like, okay, I see you, Tim. My issue with the Terrence, like, he yeah, had a good win. Both of his wins back to back were like, well, good, easy wins. But, like, he's hard to gauge because the moment they gave him, like, step up fights was when he started losing. And then they're like, all right, let's get his confidence back up. Here's some trash cans. Here's some people that you definitely should win. You're like minus 600 betting favorite going into the fight. 
And of course you're going to get first round wins back to back. Like it, he's hard to gauge because like it's either he gets a step up fight and he's lost them so far, or he's getting these trash cans and he's just absolutely bulldozing them. So it's like hard to really gauge him. And it's like these wins they help your record, but and to me they're like stat padding wins. It's like getting an an easy layup when the other team's not playing defense because you're already up by forty. Like yeah, your numbers at the end of the game look good. But, like, did that really impact anything? No. And I think this is when it doesn't impact his growth. It doesn't impact where he is on the ladder in the UFC. It keeps his name buzzing. We're here talking about him still. But I just don't – he's, like, almost in, like, UFC purgatory for me. Like, I just – like, the, like yeah, you're you're going to continue beating up these trash cans, but it didn't do nothing for me. Damn, pal. I mean, I didn't know you were going to give it to him like that. I agree one whole heartedly. I was like, I was exciting. I appreciated it. It was cool. It definitely, because this is the part where the card where I'm like really, really toasted. So like, I can either do two things, those off or go get some food. And that, and once things like that happen on the card, I'm like, yo, we lit. Like, what's cracking? So him getting that and then just like literally just hitting them like it was hitting them with crazy um, ground to pound, like crazy on the floor. It was nice. Um, Damn, Paul, you literally took everything. I don't appreciate you this, but yeah. Uh, Terrence McKenney, good. It was explosive. It was exciting, but it doesn't really move him up on the ladder anywhere. Just, but if he keeps stringing long wins, maybe get into a five-win streak, he might be able to talk. Maybe. I mean, I mean, I'm a, when we first introduced him, when I first talked about him like a year and a half ago on the show, I was here hyping him up. I was like, Kev, this guy's muscle television. Like, he's going to be a super exciting fighter for the next few years, and he is still super exciting, but it's you know, it's all flash, but no, like, real anything behind it. See, out of respect for you, I've chosen never to never bring that up, but you definitely was gassing it before you fought Bonfin. And I was like, yo. <laughs> I was like, yo. I was worried, though, when he fought Bonfin. I did definitely pick him in the fight, but, like, leading up when I learned more and more about the Bonfin bros, I was like, oh, shit, like, this is, this ain't no fucking fight that, like, it's going to be, it's going to be easy for him now. No, that shit is fire. I mean, Terry McKenna's cool people's name. But that's all the time we got for my boy T-Rex. And it's funny that it, his nickname is T-Rex because Brad does, Brad does <laughs> give, like, small Reptar vibes. Reptar vibes? Yeah, like, small Reptar vibes. I'm just be watching him like, okay, I can see why they call you that. But he's cool people. He shout out. He's one-third of the Blunt Bros. But on to the next fight. What you thinking, man? You know my dog, my get I'm just saying. With who? My dog, Michael Pieta. Uh, well, before we get into Pierre, let's talk about that boy, C-Rod. Tell me some good and bad things. C-Rod wins the fight over Cameron Simon, but he comes in five pounds overweight again. This is the second time coming in so overweight. You need to get your fat ass a scale at home or something. I don't know what the fuck you're doing. Like You have all the potential. You look great. It was a, a close fight. I had it 29-28. A lot of people had it that way for him. Uh, thirty twenty seven, kind of wild, but twenty nine twenty eight seems to be the right call. And he beat another prospect that had all the hype behind him, stuffed all his takedowns. Honestly, a couple submission attempts in there, like he looked great. It's just stop coming in overweight. You're only the only thing beating you right now is you. Yeah, five pounds is crazy. Like anything more than two doesn't sound like a lot to a lot of people, but like anything more than two is like. 
Yo, that's crazy. So five, like remember when Hazmat came in, what, like seven or eight pounds over? And late? didn't give a fuck about it, yeah. Yeah, that shit is crazy. Like oh, and people talk shit about Oliveira for coming in like what, one pound or like point five over or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, it's like if, if you want to have championship aspirations, you have to be constantly on weight. Like you can't just be uh a missing weight. Like no, nah, like Donald Oliveira got that bitch stripped from him because of that. Yeah, that shit is five. That shit is real. So five pounds is pretty crazy. Anything over two is kind of you weren't even close. But um, he did fight well. I will give him that. But he's being the fuck out of dudes younger than him. Like we got to see him beat Raul Rosas, and I felt like he just like it just feels like Raul Rosas wasn't um ready for him yet. That wasn't supposed to be his next um fight. And then um Cameron Sima, like twenty nine twenty eight was a very very good scorecard. Kid went either. Kid, um, I'm not tripping about the 30-27, but 29-28 is pretty fair. So, I don't know. I think Cameron Simon, what do you think he goes to now? Because, like, he had the hype after getting that win in Sydney. What does he look like now? He's still, I mean, we know C-Rod's a young prospect, 25, I think. Simon is 22. Like, he's really young. So, this is just, I think he's one of those fighters, like Max Holloway type shit, where, like, the C-Rod L is going to age well as his – the uh career progresses and C Rod's gonna go on and do his own thing. And I think Simon's still gonna go on and do his own thing. And this is just uh one of those things where like five years from now we're like, oh yeah, like Simon uh probably has picked up another five fight win streak or something. And we're like, yeah, his only loss was a very competitive fight against C Rod, who's currently top ten in the weight class. Like, you know, it's gonna be one of those where it doesn't look bad fast forward. It's just like these two young prospects that are both gonna go on and do something. Just happened to fight a little early. Yeah, that's real shit, man. And then now let's get into your boy Piera, uh, who got the quick little dub. Was it the first round or was it the second? It might have been. It might have been the first. Yeah, it was first round. It was the first minute. It was a minute and six into the first round. I was like, I knew it was really quick. The walkouts were longer than this fight. The walkouts were longer than this fight. It's crazy. Petrovsky only got to throw one punch before he ended up getting knocked down and then the ground and pound to follow. And then Piero goes on and wins. And it, it kind of like people – I mean, I picked against him. A lot of people in our group chat picked him, but it was also because Knuckles got to meet him. He's a cool guy. So, you know, a little bit of biasness towards those picks. But this was like the young and hungry guy coming up, like coming up, making noise, hasn't lost since Brian Battle. Going up against an aging middleweight that kind of has been tinkering on his way out because he's not really at the, the hype of his career anymore. And he kind of just like shut all that shit down. He was like, all right, like you're not going to bring in this new guy to co- to replace me. Type of, that's the vibes I got from it. Yeah, I respect it. I mean, it would just look like the perfectly timed punch, like precision beats power type shit. And he threw a lot behind it. That shit looked painful. But like, it was a perfect. Well, what do you think it hit? Like, was it on the chin or was it a little bit higher? Yeah, it was on the chin. It was. It wasn't like a dead center perfect shot, but it was. It was on the chin. Yeah, you guys hit that bit perfect timing. It came with the right power, dropped him and got the grinding pound. So how old is Per? Is he like thirty something? Yeah, I want to say he's thirty three. Let me double check. Thirty. He's thirty on the dot. Okay, so that's not terribly old. So yeah, I mean, if he continues this the way that he's coming, he might be able to string along a nice little win streak. Well, he already has that. This makes it his sixth in a row after this. Wow. And his last loss was a DQ to Diego Sanchez. 
But then the the fight before that, he also lost. So like either way, he's coming off. It's gonna be a six fight win streak. And he has good names: Chaos Williams, Andre Falajo. I mean, not a good name. He just got cut by the UFC. Uh, Santiago Potenzibo, and now Andre Petrosky. So like these are solid, unranked guys that are like great when you're looking at the record. Like oh, like these are all good names to have. Mm. Next one, well, we already kind of hit on it, so just breeze past it. Jonathan Martinez getting the second-round KO via leg kick over C-Rod, my favorite fight on the night. Again, he just dominated this fight. He he wasn't afraid of Giannis's power or combos or anything because he can strike just as good, Um, and he showed that, like, his Giannis's legs seem to be a weakness where like he doesn't check leg kicks and he's he, he wants to box and like Martinez can box too but he showed that I'm gonna incorporate this is MMA this isn't just boxing so I'm gonna incorporate my leg kicks with my combos and it was it was a big difference maker to me it was like someone who was one dimensional versus a multi dimensional fighter in Martinez. No, that shit is real. I mean, I'm on the big. I was big on the AJ Giannis train. A lot of people, a lot of good dudes co-signed for him. So when he got beat by Rob Font, I was tripping. But after seeing this fight, it was like, no. There's just some toes in his game that he needs to tighten up. And then we had, I don't want to call it boring, but it was pretty boring. Um, the girls gave it all they got. But Vivian, two legends of the game, give them that. Vivian Rajo getting the name decision win over Jennifer Maya. Um, mostly basically because of her control on top for most of the fight, landing some shots from the top position. Um, but this is what kind of expected when you had two great BJJ artists kind of going at it. It was going to be like, okay, there's probably going to be a lot of scrambles and a lot of uh, top versus bottom positions. Yeah, I'm not going to lie to you. I want to say I dozed off during this fight. I definitely wasn't paying the most attention, but every time I looked up, I was like, okay. I mean, y'all do what y'all do. Yeah, I mean, I didn't want to be disrespectful, but it is what it is. Like, it'd be 40 significant strikes to 20 in a fight. Like, there weren't really much action to this one. They saved all the action for this one. So, uh, our boy, Edson Barbosa, getting the win, underdog win over Sodik Yusuf. Both sides got a knockdown. First round was a fucking – it looked like Yusuf was going to just come in and storm the beaches of Normandy on that boy Edson Barbosa. It was scary. He lives through that second, third, and as the fight progressed, he saw Barbosa starting to take over the fight, eventually getting his own knockdown. And with a, a nice little heel kick, the spinning heel kick that knocked down Yusuf, like that was vintage, vintage Barbosa. Like it – I, I'm going to continue to bet on Barbosa going up against these brawler strikers that have power. Just because as the fight goes on, you start seeing the dip, there's levels to this MMA striking. Nah, dead motherfucking ass. And you put it together the best. Like, that first round, Barbosa took – Barbosa looked – he looked slow. He looked like he wasn't supposed to be in the ring. The octagon with Yusuf. And I was looking at him like, dang, they really got him. Like, this is the guy that beat Billy Q. That's pretty wild. But his ability to take punishment, his ability to stay, like, just mentally focused, and his ability to adapt and just keep going and push, I commend the fuck out of Big Homie. I'm thinking, like, I was watching this fight. Like, no way is he storming back. Because, like, I feel like after halfway through the second, he just storms his way back and just continues to just – keep his gas on the pedal when Yusuf was slowing down a little bit. And he got beat into a poke. His fight, 
his face at the end of the fight's crazy, like all swollen and bleeding. But he did what he needed to do to win. There was and like that kick was beautiful. There's a 780 combined strikes in this fight. Fuck. Like, that's a lot of strikes. And, like, majority of them, like, seven, like 760 were significant strikes. Compared to 60 from the last fight. Yeah, like, honestly, this is a fight that, this is one of those, it's free. Like, it's fucking free for you to watch if you have cable television or just streaming. Uh, like, if you have ESPN Plus or if you have Hulu, like, it comes with it. Like, this is one of those fights you could have just showed one of your boys who probably didn't watch MMA. And they would have been sitting there like, oh, fuck. Like, this is what happens every weekend? And you'd be like, you, you lie. And you say, yeah, every fight's like this. Yep. But no, nah, that shit was a fucking war. It was beautiful. It was Yeah, it was beautiful to see. Yeah, well, shout out our boy Edson Barbosa. You picked against him, but I know you were rooting for him. Yeah, I thought that nigga was old. I'm not going to lie to you. He definitely is old. That part, that part is true. Mm-hmm. But... Shout out to everyone still listening. Shout out to the UFC for once again putting on a great Apex event. Edson Barbosa. And people asked uh, where I was in the Knuckles chat uh, afterwards this fight. I was actually very engaged throughout this card in the chat. And I was in the space afterwards. And they were all talking about what's his next fight. He should fight up next because he's been fighting down. Who, who's he going to fight up at Featherweight? Da, 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 da. And I came in and I was like, I know we want him to fight up. But why not have him fight? Boshito Brown, Alex Casares. Mm. Right, Alex Casares, one rank below him, is a fun striker, got the fro. And then you got Edson Barbosa, bald head, fun striker. Like it's a, it's a battle of two worlds right there. I just think that's going to be just a fun apex fight. And then my other one I pitched I was like, if he does fight up in realistically terms, it's probably going to be Josh Emmett. And if it's Josh Emmett, I don't think Barbosa can take a strike like he did against Yusuf. I just hope he doesn't go out like that. So I, give me the Carsaras fight next instead. That's real. That's real as fuck, man. But shout out UFC Vegas 81, man. That was smooth. My boy Paul hit on his bets. Got the parlays together. Yes, sir. And I'll have some more of y'all. Uh, UFC 294 next week. I'll have the bets for y'all boys coming up on that episode. So stay tuned for that. And always stay tuned for the NFL. We got the picks, the recaps, the uh, Thursday night predictions and everything. Thank you all for watching. This has been our episode Totally Blitz podcast. I'm Paul Pickawinnem, joined with Kevin Waterboy, street fight enthusiast Savoy. If y'all didn't know, now y'all know, motherfuckers. <laughs>